Yeah, like like my mom, she sent me a video because I posted a clip about how I was a drug dealer for three years in Texas. Sure. And then my mom goes, oh, my God, are you serious? Is this true? I go, no, mom, I'm lying. So yeah. I'm like, no, this is true. I'll yeah, yeah, you're like, you're like, um, <laughs> no, I was a drug dealer. <laughs> This is it, if it bombs, it's okay. Here's the thing, I, I, I have somewhat of a following. It's not even that great. But I'm, like, I'm not even gonna ask because I don't, I don't know. But like, I have a feeling that you're being modest. But I, it like, because you're like, oh, I don't have that much of a following. It's like a, it's like a billion, you know. But no, like, I'm, I'm at TikTok. I'm at six hundred and ninety-three thousand. Is that not? That feels like a ton. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe because I'm, maybe I'm, I'm one of those like. It's not a million. You know what I mean? So, okay. But but with TikTok, it's more engagement rather than number. So, like I, but I want to touch on what you just said. Before I do, I do want to talk about the tea that we're drinking today. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about so, it. So, I have to tell everybody, I not that I try and pick favorites because I don't, but I have maybe three or four teas that have been in my rotation for years that are some of my favorite teas in the whole wide world. Ahmed and I are drinking one of my favorite teas in the entire world. This is Rishi's Peppermint Rooibos Tea. It is incredible. It is a caffeine-free. It's it's a it's beautiful mint. You can have it after dinner. You can have it in the morning, anytime. It brews at 195. You could steep it for anything between like four and seven minutes. I say with a minty one, the more the better. I steep for literally seven minutes. I truly, if you get any tea that I've ever talked about on this pod, Rishi's peppermint rooibos is the tea to get. And before we go any further in the conversation, I need to tell everybody about what you did when you first came in here. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a fan, by the way. Big fan of this. Oh, I'm so happy you like it. But, but so we've had a lot of, you know, I don't even know what episode number we're on. It's a lot. And guests come and go. Ahmed walks in. I'm literally looking down the barrel to tell the story. Ahmed walks in and brought us a gift, not just any gift. A gift of tea. Can you tell us about yes, the tea? Yes, yes. So I'm Yemeni American. One of my favorite. Uh, growing up, I, I always, we always had you drink well chahi. This is black tea. But yeah, yeah. anyway, so open it up. I got this bag specifically from Kahwa House. They have a location in New York. Yeah, yeah. And in Michigan, definitely check it out. They open it. So if you live in New York City, definitely check out Kahwa House. I'm sure any of your fans in New York has. Have, it smells so good. Yeah. Like, so I, it's, it's black so tea with cardamom. Cardamom? Cardamom? Cardamom. I think it's cardamom. Cardamom yeah, and turmeric. Yeah. And, and um, yeah. And then I also brought you some, eva- a can of evaporate, two cans Truly, of evaporated milk. Two gifts. Two gifts. So basically, yeah, you get two cups of water, a cup yeah. of evaporated milk, and then like a tablespoon of uh, of the, sh- the shahi, the, yeah, the yeah, tea. Yeah. Let it boil for a bit, yeah, like 20 yeah. minutes or so. But, you know, the, the longer you let it boil, the better. And then, uh, yeah, just pour it through a strainer. I've got those. And then, yeah, just enjoy. Pour some sugar. I like mm. sweet. So aside from the tea I brought to you yes, by yes. Kahua House, I also brought to you a very funny tea joke. <laughs> 
No one brings me tea jokes. Hit me. Hit yeah. Me, hit okay. Me. This is this is an Arab dad joke. You ready? I I want to be. So an Arab dad. you know how in Arabic, uh, shy, shah. Okay, we it's for tea. We say shy, shahi, sure. shy, chai, whatever. So yeah. every time when I was a kid, every time I had a friend that was over who was very like quiet or introverted, yeah, yeah. my dad would pull him to the side and he goes, "Don't be shy. Be coffee." I I want to use it. Am I? Can I use that joke? Even though it would only work with Arabs and Desi people. <laughs> well, so it's a very neat. And even though if you say it to, they'd be like, ah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's one of those jokes where they'd be like, nice. That's cool. yeah, oh, that, that's a very sweet. <laughs> I think uh, the only reason I think that I would make a great dad is because my dad joke arsenal is just starting to. It's grown over the years. With dad jokes, yes, yeah, stupid. Oh, dad I love jokes. good dad jokes. I wrote this the other day. I okay, hit I me. wrote. Uh, I like to stay at this karate-themed hotel called Hayat. <laughs> I like that joke. It's so I call it. So I've been writing like silly puns because I call them. I call it palate cleanser. Okay. So I wrote those jokes because. So when I write like when I say a fucked up joke on stage sure. and I hear groans, I go, "Oh, I'm hearing some groans." Okay, palate cleanser, palate cleanser, and I would give them that joke. And they would get an awe or a laugh out of it. And yeah. I go, okay, now back to, and that'll go back to terrorist jokes or Jesus. back to sex yeah. jokes. Like, let's get real dark. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, it's not really dark. It's more edgier and dirty. I go edgier and dirty. I'll go with sex jokes and then, and then some like a little bit of dark, like a, like a pedophile joke. <laughs> a little bit of dark. A little bit of dark, you know, like a kid fondler. I'll bring that into it. Uh, you know, you know, but it's great. No, 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 no. But like because the premise is nine eleven, so it's like it's getting. Wait a minute! I think I saw you doing these jokes at the improv, and at one point you were like, "Too dark for you," and I was like, "No, actually, I like them. Like, <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> um, I gotta go." Listen, what I love about stand up, it's permission for you to say ridiculous, sure, horrible shit. You know what's funny? So a lot of people say, they're like, hey, if you're doing stand-up, you have permission to say the worst things in the world. Right. Meanwhile, I'm a clean comic, so yeah. I don't say any of that stuff. And my buddy was like, oh, so like you just like you don't think and dirty? I was like, no, dude, yeah, I do. I was like, I only, I only do, am a clean comic because it just makes my life easier. So I don't have to write two sets of jokes. Like when I have my hour, it can work everywhere. Like that is good. Uh, my old roommate Ryan, or my current best friend. Ooh, <laughs> no. give but me a Ryan, shout out, hey Ryan. Yeah. Ryan Kelly, who's also from St. Louis, we'll talk about that. Mm -hmm. uh, but Ryan is—he works clean. He does have dirty jokes, so like he would—you know—he thinks of that, but like it's more similar to you. Like he does a lot of colleges, he does a lot of corporates, and it works. I can do college and corporates. I can see you, and doing I've that. done, and I've done plenty. I've. I've I've been lately I've been writing edgier and dirtier material only because I don't know why it just but happens. If but if that's what you want to do, that's fine. Right. If that's right. where your head's at. And I like, but I'm doing a bunch of colleges soon, and I, yeah. you know, I have a lot of clean material for that. You to have to. You have. You can to. you can get a little dicey, but not a lot. I I've have done a college show where the staff would just leave, and the kids are literally begging me for me to go dark. Oh boy, and I would do it. Really? Yeah. I always have that fear that like, if I do it, someone will be like, "Do you know what he did?" Have you done NACA? No. So when I would do NACA, I go squeaky clean. You have to. Yeah, my my tape is squeaky clean to get into NACA, and then when I do NACA, I'm very like. <laughs> 
very like, hey guys, yeah. I'm gonna talk about my Yemeni American heritage and my Muslim identity. I mean, like, and it's very, very clean, very like. It's good though. Good. I try to be as like you know clean comedy as possible, and then I do the colleges. Yeah, yeah. The staff would just leave. This is just one so far. The staff would just leave. Next thing you know, they go go hard. You know, and then they would start heck. Like there was this one kid who kept heckling me. The heckled whole- you at a college show. Yeah, he kept heckling me, right? And then I would try to talk to him. I'm like, oh, okay. So what do you think? And he wouldn't say anything. And I'm like, hey, man, if you're gonna heckle me, at least talk back to, at least join this conversation with me. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just being an asshole, disrupting the show. So talk to me. What you know? And he goes, I don't want to talk to you. I go, okay, let's start with this. What's your name? He goes, John Doe. I'm like, okay, how old are you? He goes, I'm 12. And I go, no, not the ages of your victims. How old are you? The kids lit up. One kid got up and did a circle and sat back down. That was weird. Yeah. Is that a new thing? Should I be doing (laughs) that? But but I had no choice but to basically call this kid a pedophile. I mean, did he shut up after that? He did. And then then he was like, see. And then later on, I'm joking. He starts heckling again. And and I'm like, dude, you want to heckle again? See, you need me to talk because that's the best. uh, That's the only way you could get a laugh, even though I was getting laughs before. He was just being... It was being so annoying to the to the point where other students were like, "Dude, shut up!" Like, yeah, you but, know that that kid wasn't going back to hang out with his friends because he didn't have any. He didn't have any. No, but it was. But this is just an example of like, like I feel like the we're we're kind of swinging the other way in a sense where for a while it was like you can't say that, you can't say that, you can't say that, and now like I don't know, I'm just I'm just basing this off of this college show yeah yeah. now you have kids who grew up in their high school years with this comedy of you can't say that you can't say that now they're like no i want you to say anything you want talk about this talk about that say the jokes about yeah so it's like i don't know this is just a dumb theory of mine who knows i might be wrong but but you might be right right i feel like now it's like a shotgun there's so many ways comedy is going especially because of content now because now people think it's crowd work I don't think so. You could go with crowd work. You could go with joke writing. But what kind of jokes? Can you go dirty? Can you go squeaky clean? There, no matter what comic you are, there is an avenue for that. True. And but I guess my question for, for you, because we were talking about this a little bit off mic. I, I got to tell you, by the way, for everyone listening, we, you missed a killer conversation off mic. But <laughs> um, for someone like you, one of the things that you were saying off mic was like, you decided one day, you're like, I have to build my own following. Right. Do you feel like because you did that, which I think you did very successfully, because you did that, you're more able to dictate the path that you go because you don't yes. have to answer to anybody. Yes, 100%. I mean, there's times where, I, uh, where I'm where i like, oh, man, I wish I had an agent or a manager. I think they would help me. <laughs> I think everybody says that. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. right. But that's the thing. Like, we all want what you can't have. Does that make sure. sense? Or what you don't have? Because... Um, I like for me, like it was just harder. Like, I don't know. I, I decided to get a following because I, I wanted, I wanted to sell tickets. Yeah. And I think the best way to, and I knew that going in like two, three years ago, I was like, I, if I have a following, it would give me leverage. I just knew that, you know, cause I would just see from like Trevor Wallace as an example or other comedians, but before the yeah. pandemic, I was posting content before the pandemic. It wasn't good, but 
but I was trying. I don't but know then that tic- I posted good content yet. But then TikTok idea. came. <laughs> well, you, you, well, as you see, like I yeah. was just trying, you know, some of yeah. it were funny, but I was like looking at, looking back at it before the pandemic when I was posting like videos on Instagram, I was like, oh, this was funny. I see where I was going with, yeah. but I was like, I, I know how to make it funnier now. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. When TikTok came to be, I was like, oh, here's this platform where it was just all about quantity. And that's why I give advice to people who are trying to get into the content game, like you or Elliot. Like, like be like, what's your advice? Just keep posting every day for the first year or so. Just post. It's kind of like stand up. Get on stage every day. Yeah. Why? Just get on stage every day. You'll know why. Same thing. Just post every day. On t- I like, I say TikTok. Because TikTok, your friends are not on there. So it gives you the permission to fail in front of people who don't know Some you. Some people follow me that I know. On uh, TikTok? Oh, yeah. It's okay. Yeah. But it's TikTok. True. So you TikTok can, gives you the permission to fail. It's a little more disposable in a good way. Mm-hmm. So like if you, there's a, a quote I always love. By, uh, do you ever listen to Outkast? Yeah, Outkast. The, the hip hop group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, you know, they, they say, uh, baby boy, you're only funky is your last cut. You focused on the past. You're bound to be a has what. And I think about that a lot because I'm just like, okay, cool. Like that video sucked. Great. All right. Put out another one. Right. And then you're, you know, like and put out another. And even if your last one was great, you gotta put out another. Exactly. And that's, and that's how it is. I've had, I've had videos that, you know, like I posted a video today. Didn't get that much light likes and love. Yeah. That's okay. Because I'm going to post the next video. I've had videos that have gone over 10 million views. Dear Lord. People forgot about it within the next day or so. Do you? That's okay. F- but do you feel like now your happiness is tethered to the performance of these videos? Okay. I lo- that's a great question. That's a great question, Josh. I'm <laughs> I being like, you stare down the barrel. You go, that's a great question. That's, um, I'm like Chip Nicholson now. Oh, my God. But, okay, it was. There were points... And which is why, you know, I loved living with Ryan because yeah, yeah, he yeah. and I were were just, you know, it was a great chapter in our lives because we were, you know, I was just getting into TikTok. He was already kind of established. Uh, no, he was actually very established because yeah, yeah. he was in the very early days of TikTok. That's how he was able to blow up so fast. And he's also very funny and talented and all that. But like there were points where where uh, where if a video tanked, it would ruin our day. Huh. And and then I told Ryan, I was like, like one and then when a video would do well, we it would like it, it would be ha- it would be a good day. But would it last longer than that day? Right. And when it and then it was like, and I told Ryan this, I go, dude, we need to stop. Like this is gonna really fuck us up. And he was like, dude, you're so right. Like I was like, don't worry about worry about the output, not the outcome. That's really interesting. And and don't get me wrong, it's it is still sometimes tough to not get tethered to um, to the outcome of a video, yeah. especially when you put a lot of work into it. I mean, like you put, you know, you put hours of editing, hours of like, you know, you wrote it, you shot it, you edited it out, and then you put it out and it got no love. It does suck. Yeah. It sucks. And then especially because you put out a video that you didn't put that much effort in and it got over 15 million views. and then. And you get that dopamine spike because it fucks with you. It's 100%. social media. It's the yeah. internet. It fucks with you where it's like, I legit would have, I don't want to say depressed days, but borderline bummed out where I'm yeah. like, man, I, re- I really believed in that video. But now I'm like, that's okay. 
I know I, I've gained experience from writing and shooting that. And also, I could always, I put something out there and I could always repost it. Yeah. Do you repost a lot? I always repost. I feel like you should. I will repost a video because I believed in it and I know it's funny and I'm going to repost it because sure. I know it deserves the love. It, it's going to get the love it deserves. So what the thing is, like, as a, as a stand-up, you're doing a lot of things, right? The, the you being the royal you. You're, 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 you're writing jokes. You're going. You're honing your craft. You're doing all that. Then there's also a business side of stand-up, which not a lot of people talk about, but you also have to figure all of that out, too. You're now adding – a lot of us try and add a social element. It's a small piece for a lot of us. For you, you've now taken on essentially a third, like, huge pillar of this – and you're taking on all the work that comes with that. So now you're doing work here, here, and here. Yeah. Like, when when do you have time to do, like, I don't know if you're fully doing stand-up full-time, but, like, when you have time for a day job, or when you have time for a relationship, when you have time to sleep. Right. Uh, that's also a really good question. Um, that's something I've been learning myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've been getting better at, like, uh, I, haven't, I haven't been posting, like, every day now. I'm okay. not on that, like that tempo anymore such a hard i can't like, imagine I post every day so like, hard but like now i'll like I'll, I'll be like oh here's this funny sketch series idea i'm gonna write a bunch of these okay i enjoy it i genuinely sure. enjoy it and i have add so it, i think that's my I superpower. Think we all kind of do yeah, yeah, yeah but i think that's my superpower where i'm like i love like here's the thing i love stand-up but yeah, i also yeah. love acting okay and i love sketch yeah because I started off at Dallas Comedy House as an improv and sketch guy, and then I got into stand-up. Okay, interesting. So, so I, my brain yeah. can work in two different things where I could, where I could take a premise and yeah. I could turn it into a sketch or turn it into a stand-up. Huh. So yeah. Okay. And um, and sometimes I'll, like, I'll think of a joke where I'm like, oh, this could be a sketch or this could be a stand-up. Or I'm like, oh, I think I can make it in both ways. But... Uh, when it comes to uh, the time, it's it's all time management. When I quit my job to pursue comedy full time, that's when it it made it easier to balance everything. But in the beginning, when I was an accountant by day, comedian by night, it did help that I was working from home. Uh, okay. And it, in January of 2021, when I decided to work, post every day, sometimes twice a day or whatever, it was nice to have Ryan as my roommate because I was working as an accountant. But I was working from home. So, you know, like when you're yeah. done with the work, it's like you don't – I could just go over to Ryan's door, knock on his door. Hey, I have these ideas. Oh, yeah? Cool. Uh, let's do – I have these ideas. Okay, great. We would shoot four or five. A day? We would shoot four of those. Yeah, in the span of like two hours, we'd shoot like four or five videos, and then we would just post it every day. We post one every day, post one every day, post one every day. Dear heavens. But, but see, to you, it's like, it's like, oh, this is so hard. But when you're in that mindset and you're used to it, you, you realize it's not that hard. And now, like on TikTok, you could schedule. Instagram, you could schedule. YouTube, you could schedule. Um, before we keep going, I want to get to our first segment. Are you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, sorry. Yeah. No, don't so, apologize. Are you ready for the newly friend game? Of course. Love yeah. it. It's called the Newly Friend Game. It's like the Newlywed Game, but we're friends. Um, and you're an extra special friend because you brought us a gift. So you're already top-tier friend. You're, have, you're, what would it be, platinum status friend? I will take it, yeah. yeah. I, I, well, that's what it would be, like silver, gold, platinum? I don't know. Yeah, it is because I'm right now a, a silver Delta Sky Miles member. But okay, so I'm going to ask you a question. You're going to write down your answer. Don't say it out loud. I'm going to write down what I think your answer is. We'll flip our boards. Then we'll do the same question for me. 
So you mentioned off the pod, I had a different question, but you'd mentioned off the pod that you are from Dallas. Mm-hmm. I literally just spent a while in Dallas a month ago. Yeah. So my question for you is going to be, and don't tell me, write it down. What is your favorite thing about Dallas? Are you ready? I'm scared I got it wrong. I'm going right. to go. One, right. two, two three, three, flip. Damn it. The Mavericks. <laughs> so I thought you might be a big sports guy, and the Mavs are an incredible team. Not really a big sports. I, I do like the Mavericks. But I mean, they're I was not there. your favorite. I'm not a really big sports guy. I took a shot. I took a shot. It was a big swing. Yeah. You wrote down food, and you swiftly wrote Whataburger and Velvet Taco. <laughs> yeah. So Velvet Taco I've had. I'm going to be honest. I've never had Whataburger. Now, I don't eat meat. So, like, is there a veggie burger? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You like it. They have some vegan options. What is, what what makes Whataburger, like, different than, Ish. I don't know, like, In-N-Out or they something? They got like great onion rings. I love onion rings. Uh, I don't, I'd see, the whole Whataburger versus In-N-Out, I never really understood that argument. Is there a big thing there? I mean, well, I remember, we're going to keep that board. Yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember like for a while on the internet, everyone was arguing between In-N-Out and Whataburger, but I'm like, you can't really compare it because In-N-Out just sells cheeseburgers. Yeah, their fries is ass, but Whataburger has so many options. They have chicken, they got beef, they got fish, they got... Is it like a, like onion a huge menu? Yeah, it's pretty big. So it's not, this is not like a standard burger fast food place. It, they have everything. They have like the, like one of their uh, signature uh, meals that I always get is the honey barbecue chicken strip sandwich. Mm-hmm. That's or like or if you are a fan, like so during breakfast they have the honey butter chicken biscuit. But what I like to do is I would get the honey barbecue chicken strip sandwich, but instead of getting barbecue sauce, I get the honey butter sauce. Okay, now you're just making me hungry. I don't even yeah, eat me meat. Too. I'm like, I want to go to Texas. It. I want to go back to Texas now just so I could get it. Yeah. But every dude. time I'm in Texas, I, I get like Whataburger sometimes twice a day, but at least every day I get Whataburger. So when we were in Dallas, what I really wanted to do, and you're going to laugh at me, but what I really wanted to do was get Waffle House. Waffle House. Because we don't get yeah. Waffle House. Here. Yeah, there's no Waffle House here. There's I no Waffle House in California. I looked it up. Yeah. Because yeah. I wanted to take a drive. No, Waffle House is, it's the ambiance. I've never been to a Waffle House. I want to go to Waffle House. Yeah. Someone told me that the pecan waffles are amazing. They're good. But it's not great. You don't seem, you seem unimpressed. No, I mean, it's, it's you know, <laughs> you eat it. it it's like, it, it, it gets the job. It hits the spot. This is but it's not more a just ringing, the obvious. It's not a ringing endorsement. It's not like it's not that great, but it's just something about it. You're like, I kind of want to go because for me, it's the child. It's the nostalgia for me. It's because there was a Waffle so House. Right, yeah, because there was a Waffle House right next to this mosque. And every morning, my dad and I and my brothers, we would go pray Fajr, which is the prayer before sunrise. And then we would go have breakfast at Waffle House. Did you say before sunrise? Yeah. How early did you have to be at the mosque? Uh, let's say depending on the day. Like, okay, let's say I don't have my phone on me, but I have to, like tomorrow, Fedger would be like what? Uh, These are probably stupid questions for half no, of our listeners. No, it's, like, no, because I should know this. The fact that I have to look it up, it just proves that I haven't been praying. Uh, okay, like tomorrow, Fedger is at 5.36 a.m. So this is a stupid question. I swear we'll get to my question in a second, but like, what happens if you want to be religiously observant, but you're not a morning person? What do you do? Yeah, I know. Did you not? Is there no option? Can no. you not do like, can you, you do? Got, if you love Allah. <laughs> so there's no like. But that's what faith is, right? Faith is 
you know, doing things for the sake of God. That's true. So even like me, fasting. I love food. Yeah, yeah. Who I love food. Yeah. You're Jewish, right? I am, yeah. Yeah. So it's like Yom Kippur. I fasted yesterday. No right. food, no water. For Yom Kippur was yesterday? Yeah. Oh, well, uh, you know, what do you we what do we say? Uh you say easy well, you would say I hope you have an easy fast. But oh, well, you know, but I but yeah, I oh, didn't. Well, <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. Which yeah. means to life. I I I yeah, I didn't have an easy fast. <laughs> I was right, very hard. Right. That's what I was gonna say. Like yes. I love eating. Yeah. Oh my god. I love eating. I love drinking tea. I love, you know, the like for a lot of my friends, my Muslim friends, for them, yeah, yeah. the hardest part is like they love their morning coffee. They, 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 that's like my, my older, my, not my older, my little brother and my cousins. Yeah. They love their morning coffee. They love their morning tea. But when it comes to Ramadan, that's the one they're like, we do it for Allah. They do it to the sense where they'll just drink it at night. You know, or they wake up super early, they pray and everything. But before they start fasting, they would drink their coffee, even though they know they're going to be staying up. They can't go back to bed. They're going to be up for a bit. Is Ramadan also no water? Yeah. So you're doing no food, no water how many days in a row? For 30 days. That is hard. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, but that's what faith is. You know, I love you do how- it for the sake of a lot. Like, I'm the, right now, like, I'm not the most religious person, but like, when I, that's why I love about Ramadan where I'm like, I have to do this and I'm, 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 I feel so much closer to God. I'm praying more. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm writing cleaner jokes, <laughs> but no, like I feel close to God. Even like, that's what, you know, when Ryan and I we were living together, he even observed Ramadan cause he saw it, like how it, it legit, like how I just changed to a new person. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's something powerful about that holy month. I don't know if you watched Rami, the show. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. And I just loved, you know, seeing how he interacted with the holiday. Yeah. And I was like, that is, yeah. I was like, it made it seem a lot more um, appealing, like that holiday. It made it a lot more understandable why one would do it. Yeah, and it's about community. It's about family. It's about, you know, you're closer, not just with your, closer to your family, but you're closer. Like one of my goals for next Ramadan is to you know, just go back to Texas and just go be with my family for the whole month, not the whole month, but the last two weeks or so, you know, I'm like, Hey, I'm just going to be with my family for Ramadan. You know, I mean, it makes sense. It would be nice. Yeah. You know, I mean, I would no, just for the last week or so, yeah, probably yeah. the last week, because I have to be in LA and do comedy shows and stuff. And I couldn't be with my family for a month. I think I would. Yeah. Um, I want to be with them window. for a week. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, let's quickly do my question. We'll put the boards down. Yeah, let's uh, we'll do, do the same question for me. What is my favorite thing about Dallas? Cause I was just there. Um, I'm going to be candid. If you get even remotely close to my answer, I'm going to give you credit for this. Cause there's no way you're going to get this. Dallas is kind of boring. Let's be real. Uh, well, there's one. But you were in Fort Worth. Uh, so I also was in Fort Worth, yes. So I will give you... I'm going to give you this. Yeah. Um, And then I'm going to give you... Here, I'll give you this one, too. All right, you ready? Yep, flip your board on three. three one, two, two three. One. Okay. Tatsu Bar- Dallas. So barbecue, good brisket. Do you know what Tatsu Dallas is? Uh, It's the sushi restaurant. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, or JFK Memorial. I didn't go. Um, <laughs> you, you didn't see JFK? That's the only thing we got. I know. So let me tell you really quick. So I'll make the story fast because um, yeah. I don't want to bore all the Dude, listeners. Dude, Tatsu is good. Yeah. You yeah. put your board down. We're, we're done with that yeah. segment. But I'll tell you this. So starting on my birthday six years ago or something along those lines, uh, maybe seven years ago, me and two of my best friends used to go to the sushi place in New York called Sushi Yasuda. And we would go to the same chef every time who was Chef Tatsu. And then three years in, 
we came and Tatsu was gone. And we were like, what happened? They're like, oh, he like he left Yasuda. And we were like, oh my gosh. So we didn't know where he was. My one of my best friends, uh, six months later, was at a food show and there was this huge crowd surrounding someone doing a live carving of tuna. And he went to go see and it was Tatsu. So he like goes to Tatsu immediately when he's done when, when the crowd disperses, he's like, Tatsu, like you know, it's me. Like his name's Andrew Avrin. He's like, it's Avrin. You you remember me, my friends Josh and Ray, and he was like, of course. And he's like, where are, where were you? Like we we go over here for, for our birthdays, we couldn't find you. And Tatsu was like, oh, I left. I'm opening up my own place. As soon as he opened up his own place in New York, we went there. It was amazing during the pandemic. Did he give you a hookup? Oh, I mean, he he signed. He had a book published about him opening and signed a copy for us. Like, oh, he's he's amazing. Nice. He closed it down during uh the or during COVID. And went to Dallas and opened up Tatsu Dallas. And the reason I went down to Dallas was to go see Chef Tatsu. No, did he remember you? Absolutely. Oh my God, that's so cool. Yeah, we went and they closed down the whole sushi bar for uh, two hours and just had us there. Yeah, it was crazy. Dude, you're a fucking badass. No, I mean, I'm not. It had nothing to do with me. We just had a relationship with this guy. Like, we, we this guy is one of our favorite people. And we every year we'd go spend our birthday with Tatsu. But that's like, but in a sense where it's like, that's like seeing your first few fans as a stand-up comedian. Like, I'm going to forever, like, my first, like, uh, like my first few, okay, there's this kid named Kyle Manning. I've okay. never met him before, but he, sure. I haven't met him in person yet. But I will forever remember him for the rest of my life. There's a few people, Lindsay Sattler. Kyle Manning, uh, and well, Andy's like my assistant now, but uh, this girl named Rayanne, there's like a few handful of people who I know there were my first few followers on TikTok and they used to join my lives on TikTok. So I just know them by their names and they used to join and I just know them who they are. I met Lindsay before, but if I were to be doing shows in their cities, immediately I'm giving them a free ticket. It's like I love that. It's just something, and that's what—that's the best way I could relate to Tatsu. Where it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Here's these people who've known me since this day. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And, and your day something, ones. Your day one homies, exactly. Yeah, yeah, there's absolutely. something special about that. that I love so, that. It's so interesting. You, you just invested on Netflix early, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have uh, instead of going to Tatsu, I should have been going. Uh, I should have been, you know, doing lives for those three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know? but, but it's just something you you just I don't know. I find that so beautiful where it's like he remembers you and it's like, come here, let me hook you up. He kind of became a part of our birthdays. He just became because we would go every year once a year and just spend our birthdays with him. And we I don't remember why, but like after the first year, we were just like we all liked him. He's not, you know, the most verbose. He's slightly soft spoken, but like he just he seems so genuine. Yeah. In that first year when we met him. And then after that, just like every time we just requested it in our reservation, we were like, we only want to be with Tatsu. And whenever he's available, if he's not available the night that we're looking at, we'll choose a different night. We would we would work around Tatsu's schedule. Nice. We I loved love, him. I love that. I am now craving sushi. Uh, well, you also had me on biscuits and honey. Um, yeah, honey butter, yeah. I mean, do you... So, okay, so you you were born and raised in Dallas. You're out here now. Is it weird? We talked off mic about the po- very remote possibility, no one in LA freak out, the very remote possibility that one day you might investigate living in Austin. Yeah. 
is it a weird feeling to like, I understand it's a different city, but like going back to like going back to Texas. That's the problem. And that's why I'm so reserved. I love Los Angeles. Yeah, it's great. I love LA. I love LA. I, I, I fucking love living here. I love- Is there a but though? No, it's just, it's just, it would be nice. Like if I were to get married and have kids, yeah. it would be in Texas. I would move to Texas for that. You wouldn't. So, is it you don't want to have kids here, or it's just it, the cost is not the cost. Tenable. You know, the, yeah, the cost of living would be too much. Sure. And also, if I'm going to raise my kids, I want them to be in Texas, close to my family. That makes sense. You know, maybe if, and also, like, can my career handle moving to Texas? You know what I mean? Right now, and that's all up in the air. Right. Right. In a perfect, let's say, in a perfect world of me moving to Austin, this would be my perfect world would be, uh, I'm in a big established comedian and yeah. like, like I could, uh, I have a following. So I always do the road. So it doesn't matter what city I'm at and essentially be e better to be living in Austin because, you know, flights, yeah, you, yeah, know, yeah. Flying, you know, having to go to East coast and West coast. And then Dallas is only a few hours away, three hour drive, less than an hour flight. I, and then there's my mom and my brothers and, you know, the Muslim community, you know, be right there. Yeah. But that's the perfect world. You know what I mean? Austin still has a slight comedy, a growing comedy scene. But here's the thing. I love L.A. because I love all the collab. I love I kind of want I, you know, I want to do the Hollywood. I love acting. Yeah. I want to audition. I, I just did a couple of commercial auditions. I'm not a scab, just commercial auditions. <laughs> well, the strike, I believe, is about to end. It's about to end. Yeah, they're about to. SAG isn't fully over yet, but it's on the way. And WGA's yeah. Yeah. already wrapping. Yeah. But, but like, and I do love the, the you know, the ocean. You know, as cliche as it sounds, but I, I... You know, I take advantage of that. What you mentioned about your like, how do you balance everything? For me, mentally, like I'll take a day where I just I'm gonna go to Santa Monica Pier and rollerblade down to Venice and just go rollerblade, go yeah. dancing with all the people, smoke some weed, and listen to music and rollerblade in the big skate circle. Like I yeah. love that cult. There's just so much culture here in LA that I can't get that in Texas. You don't think it exists no. even in Austin? In Austin, there's somewhat of a culture. It's getting better, but it's still a small city. People aren't realizing Austin's still a small city, man. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, I was I was also it's there. It's slowly growing. I was there recently. It's got a vibe. It has a vibe. But you know, I mean, who's to say whether it's bigger or smaller? LA is just much better though. Um, I want to ask you, and and again, you can tell me if you don't want to weigh in on this, but you just made me think about it because you were talking about the Muslim community. I'm so curious, and again, we don't have to talk about this. Yeah. Um. That whole Hassan controversy. Dude, I heard about it today. Are you kidding me? I swear to God, I didn't know about it until today. I was So I was blown away when that all broke because yeah. I don't want to sound terrible, but I'm also just like, like they're like, expose on him. I'm like, aren't there like a lot of other things we could do in exposés on that yeah, like probably yeah. are like slightly more important? But like, yeah, let's like take down a comic. Sure. But like what... Do, did you feel like, because you, when you mentioned it, it made me think about it because when you said the Muslim community, one of the criticisms that was made was that it was very tough on the Muslim community because the Muslim community looked up to him. Right. He was like the golden child. He's was, like the, was he though? The golden son. I saw, I don't know. I That's don't know. That's the way I, okay. I viewed the reason why I was viewing Hassan as, or Hassan or Hassan, Hassan as the, uh, as the golden child is because the parents will go to this comedy show. 
You know what I mean? Like, would your parents, if he were in town, have been like, you know who's in town? Yeah, my dad would do that. Really? My mom, my mom doesn't give a fuck about anything. <laughs> my mom hasn't even seen me do stand up. So yeah, my fine. mom, yeah. even, even, same thing for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my mom would probably go see you, though. <laughs> same thing. My oh, mom's great, like, great. I like Trevor Noah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, mom. But, um, but like, but that's the thing. My dad would be like, oh, Hassan Minhaj, because he's on the news and he's on the White House correspondent speech and all Got that. It. So it's like they're proud of him. That's what I'm saying. He's like the proud golden son. They kind of own him. And he's not, yeah, and he yeah. doesn't He doesn't talk about sex. He doesn't talk about, you know, drinking and all that. He talks about, you know, enlightening, building up the Muslim community. Yeah, yeah. And And the reason why I would see... You know, again, I just found out about it today. So I guess and now people are, yeah, like how you're bringing it up. The way I view it is if you lie about comedy, that's okay because you're in, enli- you're, you're making people laugh. Sure. Right. But what he was doing, the emotional truths, because I read a couple, like I was reading a little bit about it and he, his excuse was emotional truth. But it's like, dude, you weren't like the whole premise is fake. So what are you doing here? It's like, and it's not, that's not the punchline. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. And also it's like Steve, Re- remember Steve Rezanese? easy. Yeah. He 9/11. lied about yeah. him being a 9-11, being in the towers. That was fucked up. Where it's like, dude, like you can't say that you're taking that experience and you're saying, I lived it. Come on, man. Do you think that Hussens is as bad as what Steve did? Um... Not as bad, but in a sense where there there are some people who are really upset and hurt. I personally, I don't really. I mean, you know, it's it's got to be real. You know what I mean. But also, I'm I'm having the opposite issues where I'm talking very truthfully of what I yeah. said on stand up, and the people go, "Is that true?" I go, "No, it's a lie." Like, but but it actually is true. Yeah, like like my mom, she sent me a video because I posted a clip about how I was a drug dealer for three years in Texas, sure. and then my mom goes, "Oh my god, are you serious? Is this true?" I go, "No, mom, I'm lying." I'm yeah. like, "No, it's true." I'll yeah, yeah, you're like you're like um, no, I was a drug dealer. <laughs> you're like, "No, mom, that's a lie." Ooh. Or 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 literally go like sometimes like I'll be on stage. And then I go, yeah, like I'll talk about like having sex yeah, yeah. with a girl. And then and then and then after the punchline and I go, after the joke is done, I look at the crowd of Muslims and I go, I'm just kidding, Muslims. I'm a virgin. And then and that would get a laugh and be like, be like, uh, like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're totally this is just for the sake of the joke. But I'm oh like, yeah. I'm having the opposite issue with Hus like Hassan is like lying and saying it's true. I'm like, this is true things that I've done and I have to come off that no, no, I'm just kidding. It's, it's a, a lie. No, that no no no. It, uh, uh, no, you know? I didn't take shrooms at a Lizzo concert. <laughs> that actually sounds like a blast. Uh, uh, it was a great con- oh, amazing experience. Oh yeah. yeah. I, uh, I was like, that sounds, who would get mad at that? That's <laughs> like, even your mom would probably be like, I could see that's fun. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Fun. I'm like, mom, it's Lizzo. Come yeah, on. Now. She understands. But, uh, but yeah, with the, again, um, it's, it all, it's all with like, if he, if he said it for the sake of the joke yeah, yeah. and it was hilarious, then yeah, I can get it. But he's doing a one man show. Sure. And you got to be honest for that. Yeah. To me, one man show is all about honesty. Got it. I see. I see where you're drawing that line. You know what I mean? If it was a stand up comedy and he's doing punchline, 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 and it's all jokes, lie about whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. But if it's a one man show and you're trying to build this, like, uh, what was it? Uh, Was it Fugazi? What was it? 
uh, facade. I said facade. Oh, Fugade. I, I, was, I didn't know facade. Where you were going. I was thinking of the wrong word, but anyways, this facade of like, this is what I went through. This Got is it. my story. Like, imagine Nanette was all a lie. Mm. Not good. You see that grunt he, you just did? Does he bill it as a one-man show? Or does it he is a one-man show. It's not about what you and I think, because I do think it's also That's a one-man show. That's a fucking one-man show. Let's be real But here. does he bill it as that? Does he bill it as stand-up? Yeah. No, he builds it as a one-man show. Okay. He's a storyteller. So am I. I know, um, but, but, but that's the thing. But I'm saying, like, Jim Jeffries is a storyteller. True. John Mulaney is a storyteller. But that show, when I see his two specials, Homecoming King and, yeah, and, King's and, and King's Jester, I loved both of them a lot. I've watched it multiple times. But those are one-man shows. You can't tell me that that's a comedy special. Sure. That's I a one-man that. show. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I want to keep talking about this. I know that we're running up on time, so I'm going to take us to the lightning round. Are you okay with that? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So this is the lightning round. These are five fast questions. They do not have to be fast answers at all. So okay. take your time, live in it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Someone once said that shouldn't be the lightning round. I'm like, well, it is. And that's what the animation says on YouTube. <laughs> so that's what it is. Okay. Um, uh, first question, what is a favorite ritual of yours? So mine is brewing tea. I would say it's new, but my favorite ritual. Okay, I have two. Can I Hit give me. you two? Yeah, please. The new one that I've been really, truly enjoying is I wake up. I take, I unplug my phone. Okay. I, I put it and I don't even look at it. I just turn off the alarm. Yep. And then I put it in my little time lock box. What, you what, you don't even a time, like it, it's a timer. It's a, you, yeah, it's a timer. So I put it in the box and I set a 30 minute or an hour timer. And then I journal. I'm not looking at my phone. I journal. I do my face, my skincare routine, sure, my face sure, wash, sure. my retinol, whatever. You do retinol in the morning? No, and at night. Right? Okay, okay. I don't know why it's. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do I do face wash. In the morning is face wash and sunscreen. That's it. Yeah, me too. But at night it's like it's a Yeah, we're probably very similar. Yeah, yeah. Um and my other ritual yeah. is before a show, I have my lucky socks. Oh. Uh depending how and then I have I just bought a lucky pair of shoes. So I have a new pair of shoes. I have a pair of shoes that I only wear it. When I do, when I have a stand-up show, you got to tell me. I'm a sneakerhead. What are the shoes? Oh, it's Adidas, just some classic Adidas, like Sambas, like, like three stripe. Uh, yeah, gazelles? Adidas. Yeah, three stripe, black, white. Yeah, black okay. shoes, white stripe. Just a classic suede. The suede ones. Yeah, is the Sambas. Yeah, yeah. those. Yeah. Well, t uh, colloquial term of Sambas. They're gazelles. Yeah, great. Yeah, great, very great. just classic Adidas. They go with any outfit. But yeah, I I wear that with my lucky socks. Mm -hmm. Interesting. What are the lucky socks? You got to. Uh, it's cats and bread. Loaves of bread and cats. Yeah. That's phenomenal. I have like two. Yeah. And then I have another pair of lucky socks. They're just cats. But yeah. I love that. Are you, do you have cats? I used to. I used to foster cats when I was a drug dealer back in my <laughs> drug dealing days. You mean, you mean, yeah, that's a lie. We both <laughs> just winked same time. Um, question two. What is a running bit you have with a friend or partner that makes you laugh? Oh, my God. I have so many. Hit uh, us. Hit us with one. I'll, I'm going to say my brothers. Okay. My brothers, uh, we we have so many. Okay, we we give each other random names, like we butcher each other's names so bad, because okay, like my brother, his name is Abdul Rahman, right? And then I would call him and be like, "Hey, Abdul Rahman, what's up, dude?" And then he would go, 
hey, he'd be like, yo, Ahmed, Amid, what up? <laughs> like, Do you do so, surfer voices? Yeah, he would say Ahmed because uh, I had a lot of white friends in college, oh God, so they would all call me Ahmed. So then he'd be like, yo, Ahmed, what up? <laughs> Wait, what is the correct pronunciation of your name? Now I'm nervous. I said Ahmed. 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 Well, did I, what did I call you? Yeah, Ahmed, you said it right. Okay. Oh, I'm so nervous now. <laughs> you got it. You, you know what's it. funny? My first name, fine. My last name, everybody mispronounces, which is fine. J- Joshua. Well, that's my first name. Well, I go by Josh, but technically my first name is Joshua. My last name is Lanzette. Lanzette, yeah. Every every host just goes, all right, Josh Lanzette. I'm like, ah, it's not. Lanzette. Yeah, yeah I'm like, I that's not that. it. Um, okay, question three. Yeah. What is a very controversial take that you have? So it can be a, an easy one. It could be a bigger one. It could be political. I got you. Okay, I got you. hit me. Uh, I feel whether you're Christian, Muslim, Jewish, sure. I feel like some people become so religious, they throw common sense out the window. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Is there, is there an example that comes to mind for you? I have so many examples. Oh, hit I, me, uh, I, think I'm, I think we're very much on the same page here. I have one. Where some of the men, they want to marry second wives. I'm allowed to marry a second wife. It says in the Quran that I can marry a second wife. It's like, yeah, but you live in the first world. You live in 2023 in America, dude. Yeah. It's, yeah, I know a lot, but right now it's because it benefits you. You can't (laughs) say your first wife doesn't want that. A modern woman does not want you to marry a second wife. No. You know? But they're just like, oh, because it's in there. But it's hey, it's religion. But this just says this is just one example, right? But I do think that's a that or or, or oh, comedy in a sense where comedy where I'm like, hey, this is satire. Well, you can't do that because in Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, it's like stop, stop. You're being you're bringing religion into comedy. Stop doing that. Yeah, I and I hate that. I we're we're hundred percent. It's like this is common sense. Common sense is like, dude, I've had. Like big sheikhs, like like I don't want to say names because I don't want to put won't. a damper nope, on their nope. names because whatever. Who would be like? That's actually really funny. But other religious people, they were like, no, jokes are haram. Jokes are no. They'd be like, no, I get it. No, that's hilarious. What you just did there. No, that's funny. I you wish that everyone could see that. You yeah. wish that. Everyone well, they understand comedy. They understand sarcasm. That's the thing with stand up comedy. Stand up comedy is all about. Like and it's and remember it's very new to everybody else. It's very new to around the world. It's been in America for many years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because of social media, now it's coming around. But except London, maybe. But it's a very new art form for most people. I agree. Yeah. And so yeah, so it's kind of like getting used to the the taste of it. Yeah, where people are like, where they do understand sarcasm, sat uh, satire premises, or yeah, yeah. like uh, you know, the, when I say something, it means something else. Like, whatever. Uh, what was it? Um, um, the the the. I'm trying to think of the word. Why am I blanking out on the word? But you know what I mean. Like, hundred percent. Just comedy in general. No, I get you. I feel that. Okay. Um, but yeah, but it was usually. It's just because of religious people were overly religious people, or 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 their stance on gay people. It's like no, in the Quran, you have to hate these gay people, and it's like, bro, like it's like, dude, you live. You're gonna have to work with a gay person. Just learn to live with this. You know. Yeah. yeah. People, I think people pick and choose. Yeah. A lot of cherry picking going. Very on. cherry picking. Okay. Uh, Question four, have you ever experienced imposter syndrome? And if so, is there one moment that really Every day of my goddamn fucking life. 
<laughs> every day of my goddamn fucking life. I, I was going to say, is there one moment that sticks Imposter out to you? But apparently syndrome. every day. Literally just last week, I was having my Ahmed and Friends show Amazing. at the Hollywood Improv. It was my second one. I was like, why do I have one? I don't deserve this. That, that makes me kind of sad. I feel like you do. Yeah, um, yeah. But that's the thing. It's like I have friends. Or, or where I go, oh, I, I don't think I'm a real comedian because I don't have a don't tell comedy. I literally thought that. Oh, I have all my friends. That's because I want to don't tell comedy because I want people to see me as a real comedian. I don't think people see me as a real comedian because I don't have a don't tell comedy. <laughs> I, I listen, I have some really dark thoughts, but that hasn't ever been one of the don't tell comedy specifically hasn't been one. Yeah, but or 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 like I'm not, I don't think people see me as a legit comedian. Oh, I have that fear. Yeah, I have that fear all the time. Yeah. Uh, final question for you. Typically. I say to people, what is your favorite tea or comfort? But I know you drink tea. So what is your favorite tea? Okay, so uh, in the morning, uh, I like uh, I like black tea. We were talking about caffeinated. Yep. So, so this black tea that I like or English breakfast. I've been a fan of English okay. breakfast with honey. Okay. Uh, so that's uh, my favorite. Uh, and then my favorite daytime theme throughout the day is green tea. Mm, if I'm at a too. restaurant, do you have some green tea? I would like that. Uh, some iced tea. I like some iced tea. Do you like an ice green or an ice black? I like an ice green. Give me, me that. Me yeah. too. Uh, if, and then um, uh, at night, I like some chamomile tea. Well, I know this wasn't chamomile, but this is a good night tea. No, this is good night tea. Um, no, if it was chamomile, I would have been a little bit. Sleepy time station. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, that's the pod, man. How do you feel? Dude, I feel great. I would definitely like to come back. We would love to have you. You <laughs> are the, truly one of the nicest guests we've had. Yeah. Um, you're welcome back anytime. Thank yeah, you for yeah. Coming. And thank you so much for having me. I mean, you're definitely one of those guys I would see around, but we never yeah, yeah. had like a conversation. It was just nice to finally sit down and talk. Thank you for inviting me, man. Of course. Uh, oh, this is a big one, actually. Hopefully you have fans in D.C. November 9th, I'll be in Richmond, Virginia. November 10th and 11th, I'll be headlining in D.C. at Room 808. I hired a camera crew for this. So please come. <laughs> no, for real, please come. I'm going to be dropping. I'm going to be burning a lot of my material from there. And then November 17th, I'm Ed and Friends show at the Hollywood Improv. December 3rd, Phoenix, Arizona with my friend Sahib Singh. December 7th, I'll be San Diego, mic drop. And then December 13th, Irvine, California with my friend, Sahib Singh. I love it. Yeah. Um, thank you, my man. And we'll also put all that in the show notes. Awesome. Thank you so you. much. Man. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. That was Ahmed Al-Qadri. You can find him on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Ahmed Loves Bread. Steep Conversations is produced and edited by Elliot GB. Our associate editor is Martin Alvarez. Our theme song and additional music are by Oliver Hymack. Our cover art was done by Neil Fraser with photography by Matt Mazisco. Social media by Dia Villegas. Please write a review and rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts and wherever else you can. You can send any questions, comments, newly friend game suggestions, or tea suggestions to steepcombos at gmail.com or tweet us at steepcombos. I'm Josh Lanzette, and you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at Josh Lanzette. We'll be back next week, so until then, happy steeping. The video that I mentioned that has over 10 million views, I was high as fuck. <laughs> I had a, like a box of Ferrero Rocher's. Oh, and it was, yeah, I love them. It was like 24. I took out all the wrappers. Okay. And I put it in a pile and I left one. It was like 23 wrappers just bunched up. Sure. And then the chocolates were like in a bowl somewhere. Sure. But I go, 
hey guys, I just hit a milestone on my diet and I really want to share with you guys. I only ate 23 out of the 24 furrow rochets. You see, usually I eat the whole package. Yeah. With enough diet and self-control, I was able to cut back and only eat 23. Thank you so much for your support. I was just high, just giggling to myself. Posted that. Blew up. Everyone saw. And they were like, this is the funniest fucking shit. I was just, I, w- I literally just needed something to post. I just thought it was funny. 